Okay. Um. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again in Floating City Podcast, where I interview people that really inspire me and that is changing the world with their entrepreneurialism and artistic craft. And today I got Jen Aldana. What's up, Floating City Podcast? Woo woo! Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> like right before we started recording i'm like really excited about this i'm interested more in detail in what you're doing but um you're multi-talented you know do a bunch of different little things on your own time and um i you're you know representing berkeley you have your clothing brand you'll and we'll get into all of that but i'm so pumped to break it all down since you're a young entrepreneur i think it's going to inspire people that's in the younger age group, millennial, even maybe Gen Z people. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, to start off our relationship, we started way back in the day. I met you, I think you're 13, 14. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in oh Zoom mix. Yeah, my God. <laughs> you were like, um, like scene emo, like yeah. back in the day. Yep. And then, um, we, we played in a couple of like music projects together and then we ended up being in a band and then People all that. People don't believe me when I tell them this part of my life. Like, like now, like I'm like, yeah, I was emo or like, yeah, I was into this music or yeah, I was in a, like, in a garage band. Like we were technically in your basement, but people don't believe me. So it feels really good, you know, to talk to an old friend that's like, I was there and I saw it and I lived it with you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And um, I, there's still songs from back then that you wrote that are a bop. I still think about it. I still think about that. <laughs> I still think about that too. I think about when we played at that, oh, what was it called? It used to be like a storage place. Like, that empty warehouse that we played at. Like that was so oh. cool. Oh yeah, dude. I, I it, And it was a huge, super tall, really bad acoustics. My mom yeah. started a mosh, well, she like joined in a mosh pit. Madeline oh. was there. Yes, From oh the, my God, how did I forget? There, like, yeah, that we did was, some cool stuff. We recorded I mean, some songs on the MySpace page. Like we were killing it back in the day. We. We did. I did. Oh my God. It's so funny. I've like almost forgot about those times. Yeah. I mean, it all came from, you know, we did, we definitely were building some momentum. Yeah. So that's like kind of like the beginning of how I met Jen. And then we kind of went our, all of us went kind of our own ways. It was me, you, my brother, and then a guitarist, Omar Sosa. And then we all kind of did our own thing. And then now like, you know, and I've been following your stuff for, a while now, just following you on um, social media and you were on The Voice a couple of years ago. Well, The Voice, Snapchat, yeah. The Voice. And that's yeah. when I, like, I really turned my head again. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? And then um, I've just been really following you since then. And you got a bunch of projects going, but um, kind of, so you're, your main thing is you are a worship leader, right? Or would you call I that your main thing? Yeah, I don't even know if I would call it the main thing. I guess it's, thinking about it, it's a big part of why I'm in Boston. So I would say that, like, um, and I think, so five years ago, I had graduated from college and I 
Oh, is that six years ago now? That's crazy. Um, and I was debating moving to Nashville, Tennessee. That was my original plan. And so my pastor had approached me and was like, hey, I want you to, you know, consider staying and join, helping um, start a church and be a worship leader, all that. So that's why I ended up, long story short, that's why I ended up staying in Boston as opposed to moving away and like pursuing being a songwriter or, or an artist somewhere else. Um, and then everything else that I do kind of came after that. So definitely being in Boston is, that's a big reason why. And this is where, you know, I refound community because um, all the friends that I was, people I was friends with kind of like moved away and I just like changed friends groups. And um, but yeah, it's a big reason why I'm here. And so, you know, the brand and, and the music, all that stuff kind of came after, um, but it's been a really cool journey. Whoa, yeah, nice. And you've been, you've been in this church for how long? It's been six years now. Yeah, since we started. We started in the fall of 2015. So in September, it'll be six years. Whoa. And yeah, started with like 50, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. We started with like 50 people, like this, the founding group. Um, you know, and my pastor is Enzo Matoga. He'd, he's known in the, in Boston for like, he used to do something called United Night Worship and would just like, bring together a bunch of different uh, churches um, as like one group, you know, there's a lot of divide in the church as well. And so um, I know him from afar and I love the stuff that he'd done. And, you know, I've seen him help a lot of people. And there was one, one of the biggest events that I went to was at Aganis Arena, which is an arena in Boston. Um, the place was like filled up and and I was like, wow, like, I'd love to work with this guy one day. <laughs> and now I've been at his church for a long time. And it was only, honestly the best decision I made. Um, it's just a really healthy community. And like, um, I don't know what would have happened to me if I would have moved somewhere where I didn't know anybody and I would have started over. Like, I don't think I would have been as happy as I am now, even though I had to start over in a place that I had grown up in. Um, but yeah, some of my best friends are there now. And um it feels really good to have mentorship with my pastors and like other leaders in the church. And I think that's a big reason as to why I've been, you know, healthy enough to function as a creative and all the other things that I do. Cause I have kind of like a home base and of course my family lives here as, as well. Totally. So you have like this constant that you're always doing. And I mean, you're doing music there. So that's like, you're performing. And I mean, I, yeah. I mean, doing performing music at church is still performing. So yeah. Right, you're right. Dang. Yeah, so every Sunday, um, yeah, so every Sunday, like, we're serving, we come into, we're at a middle school auditorium, we, like, set everything up um, from scratch every Sunday, so we're in there at seven, we leave around, like, we used to, we used to do three services, so we'd leave around, like, three, but now we're leaving around one, because um, we do, like, online services now, and, um, but it's, it's a big commitment, but it's, it's been it's just been so fun when you do it with people that you love and you love what you do like it's just it's so worth it nice that is really cool i kind of did the kind of the opposite i like moved out and started from scratch in you know i kind of did what you said you didn't do everything comes with its own lessons for sure i think um that was you know very needed for me in my time so like but i think that it is really healthy for people to have a constant because I definitely could tell my creativity was stunted when you're like in survival mode you know what I mean um mm -hmm. there's something that comes with that but um yeah dude so so 
how has your personal music stuff been played up like how did that play a part in all of this too have you been working on your own stuff on the side that whole time yeah the whole time i was working on music that was always the goal like i was like right after school i right away was like cool i just want to work on music i just want to work on my next project and um i had i was looking for a producer i knew that was my first step i was like i, I want to work with somebody who like really gets my sound and um can really help me figure that out i had read an interview with the artist lord um and hit and her producer joel little and that's kind of what they did she uh you know shopped her so sony music had picked her up and they linked Joel Little and Lord together. And then they had cultivated on working her sound for, I'm gonna say like two to three years, which is a really long time, right? If you're thinking in like, in terms of in the music world. And, yeah. but when she came out, you know, with her EPs, like she just blew up. And I think a big reason of that was because she had collaborated so well with her producer and they had learned each other and she'd you know been able to communicate her sounds and and I literally just wanted to do that same thing I was like cool I'm just gonna find a producer who wants to do this whole Lord Joel Little thing mm -hmm. and so I did and his name is Danny Godwin and he was the first producer I had contacted um, we'd gone to school together and had a class together um, he'd released a project that I loved and I was like I just I want to get in on like his creative mind and just the way that he thinks. And so we'd actually first, my, like the, the EP that I released right now is more like worshipful and faith-based and all that stuff. And uh, you hear a lot of, of influences from my faith. Um, but originally that wasn't the plan. Originally we'd done sort of like singer songwriter kind of folk music. And so I was leaning in that direction. And then I was also leaning in direction of like, this dark pop alternative like feel and and then at one point I was even like oh I really want to go in this direction like let's do this and um and then I just wasn't feeling like peace about it like I really was just like something was just telling me like this wasn't it at least for that season and that's when I felt like all right I think it's time for me to actually not just be a worship leader but actually like write my own original uh, worship songs um and so then that's what we did and my poor <laughs> producer poor Danny was like okay, this, I was like, I know what I want to do now. And he was like, all right, but that's what you said last time. Like, <laughs> like <are> you? <laughs> then I was like, nah, this is really it. Like for real, for real. Like I'm going to go all the way to the end with this one. So I'm glad that he gave me another chance. And, um, and so the project was just released last month. Uh, it's called Trusting You. And it feels really good to finally get it out there. Dude, the whole thing is really good. I listened to all of it. Um, that it was after your live. So I tuned into your live that you were showcasing some of it. So I listened to it then and I listened to some last night because I was like, okay, I need to get pumped about Jen's stuff. And um, dude, so good. Trusting you is there. And coming from a third party perspective, it is worship e music, but it can really be in whatever context you want. Even Heaven Rejoices, that sounds like pretty literal, like, it could still be interpreted whatever way you want it to be. At least for me, I, I really was, it was very universal in that sense. I love that. And I, that's kind of what I wanted. I was like, when I, when I was going in this direction, I just love, I love people so much. And like, I always have. And 
I really kind of feared the separation that would happen. And which is a big reason why I started Wonder Brand, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But I like, I love the church and I love my faith. And obviously I love serving like my God. And, but sometimes there comes this, this separation with people that feel like, because you believe this, like, oh, we can't be friends or we can't, you know, commune or, or, um, and so I kind of feared that separation with going in this direction. And I really wanted this project to just be good music, you know, whether you, um, whether we have the same faith or not, like I wanted anybody to be able to listen to it and at least be like, all right, I'm digging this track or like this vibe or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we worked, we worked really hard on making sure that the music was even just pleasing to the ear, not just like that the lyrics are just worshipful and cool. We were super intentional about the whole vibe all around. It is very, very modern. Very, I so loved it. There was one track, I don't, it's not from the EP, I don't think. It's the medley that you did. In yes. The, is it from the EP? Yeah, that's on the EP. Oh, then I'm, I'm oh my God. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is my favorite. My favorite. I was bumping it. I have a Bluetooth speaker. I was bumping it in the shower and I was like almost crying in the shower. I was like, this is too much. This is good. Good, good. I loved it. So anyone that's watching this specifically, go at least listen to that. Listen to the whole EP, but it's on Spotify, right? Yeah, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify. And Amazon, you're on all of it. You're on title as well. I get title because of my cell phone plan, so it's free. It's but it's like you know Beyonce and Jay Z's like platform. It's on title as well. So not everyone used it, but um, <laughs> dude, yeah, I was specifically like I remember back in the day. I don't know if the song had come out around them, but I know you love that song. I or that song reminds me of you. There's something in my memory of "Come Away with Me" with 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 you right like don't you like that song or like do you talk about it i forget i don't i just i i don't remember ever hearing that song before truthfully oh really okay then. Yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah just yeah it's very good no you know the Nora jones it's Nora jones i know yeah <laughs> i wish i could vibe with you on it but i i really i did not i don't remember ever listening to maybe you've shown me it before maybe and i just forgot but <laughs> okay okay but yeah dude I'm so I, I, like that song. Huh? yeah that was a risk for me because and it, it's sort of like so that song specifically you know i took a, a non-worship song come away with me by Nora jones and mixed it with the song that is written as a worship song called Come Away by Jesus Culture. And that was one of the first ideas actually for the project. Um, because again, I was like, cool, I'm cool with doing this. But again, I gotta put me in it. Like, I don't wanna stifle my creativity. Like, I feel like God is in everything and like in everything we do and everywhere we look, like we see God's creation and God's beauty. And so I was like, let me take a non-worship song, put a worship song and it's just like, you can hear it and you can feel it even in a song that wasn't written about God and because God's in music. So that's just my perspective around it and sort of my idea around it. And and also I was like, ooh, this might like ruffle some people's feathers, especially in the faith community who are really legalistic. And I was like, but that's me and that's how I interpret like my faith and and I have a right to express that. 
Yes, dude. And you are, that is very you as well. Like you take the stuff that you see around you and you make it into you. Because there's like, for example, like Wonder Brand. Well, we will get into that later, but your clothing brand. It's your aesthetic. Well, it's it's a aesthetic, but it's like, it's still you. You know what I mean? Like you wore this before, you know, well, and yeah, you wore this before and it was, you made it yourself. You did you take things. And even though it is like worship music or it is like, and it's like, you make it Jen. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to be true to myself. And I think, you know, art, and I think you as a multi-talented person can attest to this as well, where, you know, everything we do as artists represents a piece of who we are. And the beauty of art is that we can use different forms of art to express that. And I felt like, okay, music, I'm exploring this aspect of music right now, but I was kind of like, but there's so much more I want to do. And um, I don't know, yeah, if you had any other questions, but- Don't like, go into it. About the music, yeah. Like there was actually a person last year, right before the pandemic hit that told me, <laughs> It was, who was like, I think you're hiding. He was just, he straight up called me out and was like, like you're hiding behind the musician title. Like there's so much more to who you are. And he was like, I see you doing things in fashion. I see you doing things in this and that. And um, so he's like, you're hiding and like, don't put yourself in a box. And honestly, I barely knew this person. And the fact that they were able to recognize that in me was meant a lot. And, and I was just like, okay, I think there's something there. And so I kind of like sat with that, thought about that, prayed about that. And the pandemic hit. So obviously we had a lot of time, you know, to think about things. So I knew I wanted to, you know, get into fashion. I'd always loved fashion. Um, and it's true. I had just felt like I need to be a musician. Music is what I do. I need to just give my everything to that. But honestly, I was feeling kind of unfulfilled at that point um, as a creative. And so, you know, I think meeting with that person was just so timely because they were able to call that out in a time where I really need to hear it. So I knew I wanted to do fashion. And at first I thought, you know, maybe I could be like a personal stylist. I love creating outfits for people. Um, and then right around that time, I also was shopping online for like a tie-dye tracksuit, like just like a sweatshirt and matching sweatpants that was like tie-dye, but everywhere it was sold out. And so that was kind of like frustrating for me, but also inspiring where I was like, okay, well I can just make my own. So then I started looking at YouTube videos on how to do like bleach dye and tie-dye. And so I started experimenting with that. And then that's where the idea of, of thrifting and upcycling clothes kind of came, um, where I was kind of feeling a need that also like, that I had, I was like, I want this type of clothes that I, I can't find anywhere. So let me just make my own. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is one of the first that I had made. Um, yeah, so that I'm wearing right now, it was like a kind of like a tester. And so I just started messing with like with bleach and, and just seeing how it um, affected the clothes and watching a lot of YouTube. And that was like the beginning, beginning stages of the brand before I had launched or I was just testing and like trying things out. Mm -hmm. So what is, so then with that is where Wonder Brand was born. And what is Wonder Brand? Just to be very clear to everyone watching. Yeah. 
So Wonder Brand is an upcycling and thrift brand. And the whole vision behind it is basically me taking on this creative project and, and hoping that it'll inspire you and fill you with wonder to follow whatever dream you have, whether that is in a creative sphere or whether that is in business or whether that is um, in being a mom or dad or like whatever it is that you do with your life. And um, so it's to inspire people. It's to give people an option to shop in a, in a way that they feel comfortable. It's an environmentally friendly choice. Um, that was also really important to me too. I just really wanted to have a brand that um, didn't have a big like carbon footprint and just something I felt good about. And um, I knew that other people would feel good about too. And, but yeah, it's just, that's in its most simplest form. That's basically Wonder Brand. Yeah, and this y'all is Wonder Brand merch. Well, not merch, it's just literally just Wonder Brand thing. Yeah, so I bought this on Flannel Friday. Um, what's yep. your Instagram tag? Well, I'll put all that link in the description box of this YouTube video. Um, but Flannel Friday was where I got this. Dude, super, I mean, I just love the idea because I, I love the idea of thrifting. Um, and, but I'm not really good at picking things out. Like some people, they leave, they go, I remember some, we used to go to um, the fashion district. No, what was it the fashion? The garment district. I was going to say, do you remember going to the garment district? A dollar per pound? Yes. Okay. I we really went together. Yes. We've been a ton of times. And I remember people would leave and they're like, oh my God, look what I found. Look what I found. I'm like, I don't, even in the places where like they have curated and put these stuff on a shelf I'm like I don't know I can't pick good stuff out so to have someone literally be like yo this looks good and and it's very um and not androgynous but it's very unisex like all the stuff like yeah. androgynous yeah. is the goal unisex is the goal like that literally I'm so glad that people are getting that message without me saying it yes because I saw you wearing this and I was like dude I could pull that off easily and we have totally different body types <laughs> so yeah at that so I really loved loved that that was like one main thing where I was like okay I gotta get Jen on the podcast because just the idea of up what, what did you call it up upcycling upcycling mm -hmm. clothes you have your like curated aesthetic that you find stuff and then upcycle it because like this is high quality stuff really good so yeah I thought really good pieces and it takes a long time to find them too like sometimes I'll go thrifting and I'll spend hours in a thrift shop and I'll literally leave with nothing because I'm like it just wasn't a good day you know yeah. other yeah. times I'll go in a thrift shop in the first 30 minutes I'm leaving with like 10 pieces like oh okay. um, so, so that's kind of the adventure of it all too you know it's and sometimes people will ask me like oh where do you go and I'm like literally I could just be driving and then I see a thrift shop and I'll just stop I literally go everywhere. I've gotten stuff from New York, Connecticut, like just different states I've like traveled to. I've gone just everywhere around Mass, like near me. Um, so nowhere's off limits. Yeah, dude. And you're giving other people major value by uh, with awesome clothes. You're fulfilling like a creative, you know, idea for yourself and then making money, which is not bad at all. Right. <laughs> and I want to go back to the... Um, androgynous thing you were talking about and unisex like all that's super important to me too because 
as a as a female you know and especially as a latina like growing up there was always this you know pressure to look and act a certain way and as you know i was super emo side bang side bangs like um you know skulls everywhere like you saw me in that time of my life and so since a very young age i'd always explored fashion and kind of pushed the boundaries and would wear tutus to school and wear rain boots when it wasn't raining and people would be like it's not raining and i'm like i don't care <laughs> just like kind of pushing the boundary and that never left me you know no matter what like that's still in there sort of you can call it like that rebellious side or whatever just but this this desire to express myself in in fashion and in music has never left and um and i've also worn a lot of men's clothes and and so growing up in the home that i did i'm literally in my mom's house like you can kind of get a little vibe of the way that you know she dresses or not dresses but kind of decorates and very feminine and all things like that and um but i wasn't that you know i didn't want to be those things and and i just wanted to feel comfortable in my own skin dressing however i wanted to dress and so that was kind of you know that's kind of a big message for me too with the brand is like you should dress how you feel comfortable expressing yourself and um so i'm glad that people are picking up on that message yes for sure and um yeah i remember and it's so i'm learning this over the years like it's so important to have a sense of style some sort of aesthetic even if it's not super colorful and like taking a bunch of risks like you got i remember even when i was younger i was like you know i remember my brother would be like oh i want a style and i'd be like oh god why would you say that and you'd be like dude it's so important. And at a young age, I never got it, but I'm realizing how important it is. It's just, it comes back to like, to having a sense of self, like having a, a understanding who you are. Cause if you're just picking out random clothes and you know, it's not real, it's not about what the world sees you as. And then at the same time it is, but it's how you see yourself and how you're, yes, putting yourself out there. So good. You yeah. said it right there. What what I love about fashion is that it's a way for you. Yeah, you're sending a message. And even even that what you're talking about of like going, just picking out things without thinking about it. Somebody has made that decision for you, though. Somebody made the decision to put that at, no matter what store you're at. That was a curated piece. So you're still being influenced by another person. But when you're more conscious of the choice that you're making and why you're making it, you're able to connect with yourself. And and fashion for me is that deep, you know? Like, you know, I could be wearing, you know, a hoodie and and a beanie today and I feel this makes me feel like me today, but tomorrow I might want to put on some heels and wear a dress and like that is okay. Um and that, that may be reflecting how I'm feeling and um so yeah, that that feeling of self-expression and I have actually gone out with a few people to style them and kind of be that personal styles for them. And, and what I, one of my favorite things is, and one of the big reasons why I model things and, and I'll be releasing more with Wonder Brand, more male models, and we're going to actually be modeling the same pieces. So you're going to get that message even more of like, I'm so excited about that, the next drop. Um, and I love when people get to have that aha moment of like, I never would have, thought I would look good in this, you know, or I only thought it was for one certain body type or one gender or whatever it may be. And, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, 
again, it's who cares what other people think. It's about how you feel that message of it's you expressing yourself. And it's, it's, it's just connecting with yourself in, in a way that makes you feel special and good. And everyone deserves that feeling. And why not use an outlet like fashion or clothing, you know, to do that. Totally. And it's really, it's a, it's a practice. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a very important practice in learning about yourself. For me, I'm still trying to understand what my clothing style is, though I really resonate with Wonder Brand very much. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, Sorry, not to judge the way that you dress, but I feel like even in the way that you dress now like it's it's saying something that the necklace the the fact that you chose a flannel with a necklace and and a you know a navy t-shirt like it's it's saying something and and it's speaking even just if it's just speaking with colors or um yeah I could get into it but (laughs) (laughs) nice I actually might I don't know if you're actually doing personal stylist stuff but if you are I would be interested in the future (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's something that I'm interested in, and I feel like at the right time I may get more into it. Okay. So okay. Good to know. Um, so, <laughs> what is the future for? Do you do you have a vision for Wonder Brand's future, or is this just like a little project that you just got into, or and you're just seeing how it goes? Or I definitely have a vision for the future. So, and you know, all the way up to like maybe a a storefront one day, um, but short-term goals is like I really want to I miss meeting people like a big reason why I created Wonder Brand was to connect with people and and I feel like even the fact that you reached out about this podcast is a win for me because I'm like I'm getting to connect with an old friend through this brand and I'm like that's a goal met you know and it's actually like brought connection for a ton of people that I haven't connected with in a long time and new and new people so that's been super exciting, but I really want to get into like, into like flea markets and into just like vintage. There's a, in, in Boston, there's something called SOA and it's the vintage and thrift um, market specifically. So getting into spaces like that, once it's safe and, um, and as things heat up in Boston, I'm like really excited about that. Again, to meet people, like just to make new connections and uh, just to, to get to meet more people in Boston because of the circles that I've been in, you know, whether that's been, uh, you know, at church and doing stuff like that. It's, it's serving what feels like a limited group of people. And, and I love what I do, but I'm like, man, I didn't grow up in that. Like, I just, I didn't really grow up in a church scene. And so I just miss like going to rock shows and just like meeting, you know, people in that community or going to the Gartman district or just I just miss meeting people from all different places. And so that's a goal, like just to set up anywhere where they'll let me and just meet people, um, make connections, you know, through, through the pieces. And that's the biggest one for me. I also, a few other things, like I really want to partner with different organizations and, you know, whether that is, um, you know, percentages of the sales going, of proceeds going to different organizations. That's like, happening like this month um and also I really want to do a big uh, a launch on I'm dabbling in learning how to press like vinyl onto shirts myself um because most places I don't 
think that they take thrifted pieces. So I'm like, let me just do it myself because I want to be printing on thrifted shirts. Um, so I really want to do a, you know, a campaign on mental health and um, like suicide awareness and, and, and things like that. And so that, that was actually something right before this podcast, I was journaling and I was like, I, I kind of saw it. And so I won't give away too much, but that's definitely um, a short-term goal that I'm really excited about. Nice. And um, that's amazing. So before we move on from Wonder Brand, what should we look forward to in the near future? Like a drop in a week or so? You said you mentioned affiliated with uh, an organization. Let's hear it. Let's plug. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I'm going to be doing a job this month, um, maybe even this week. Um, so stay tuned. I tend to be like really sporadic as well. Um, so even with the flannel Friday, I came up with the idea, I think days before I actually dropped it. So I just realized I had curated a lot of flannels and I was like, oh, we're doing this. And I just kind of did it. Um, so I would say follow me on social media. Cause that's the place where I update things like the most, um, but yeah, all the things, all the things are coming. Nice, sweet. I'm excited. Um, so, um, so yeah, mental health stuff. You've, I, even when we were younger, you've mental health was not a term we used when we were yeah, even like 12 years ago is when we met, and um, that that. But you've always spoken about your struggles with mental health you know, mental health conflicts and issues growing up and all that. And um, yeah, I, I would love to hear a little more, like how have you been dealing with your mental health? Cause it seems like you're, you are in a better place now. And um, yeah, I mean, it's always a weird question to ask. I'm like, how is your, you know, I'm not asking how your mental health is, like, what do you do? And like, how did you navigate that growing up and um, the struggles that you had? I love this question because I feel like we don't ask each other this enough. I think this question opens up opportunity for deeper connection, you know, amongst friendships or just people in our community. And I think that's important. So thanks for asking it. You know, you don't have to feel shy about it. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, just to give people a scope, you know, I, what Alex is talking about, about when we were younger is, you know, I was emo, but it wasn't just because I thought it was cool to be emo or like the style. It was also because I was very emotionally depressed. And um, so I just, you know, grew up with a lot of conflict at home and, you know, had a strained relationship with my parents and um, really struggled to sort of, you know, have a sense of home. And that was, a, I think, a theme that you know, is, has always kind of been a struggle for me, you know, even to this day, to be honest. And um, when it comes to things like that are so deep rooted from your childhood, I, I sometimes think that it's, it's a, it's a lifetime of sorting through and, and, and that's okay. Where sometimes we have to give ourselves the grace to understand that it may not, we may not just get over it in a few years or in an instant. And I'm not saying that to give people like, to be upset about it or, but it's more so to give people grace. Like I hope that you can give yourself grace enough to know that it may take you years to get over or maybe something that you may never get over, but will learn to cope with, you know, in your lifetime. And I feel like the older that I get, I think that's kind of what it is for me where it's like, okay, this, 
you know, this, this happened um, in my family, or, you know, my parents said this, my dad said that, my mom said this, and, um, you know, forgiveness is one thing, but then it's also just, you know, learning to let go the lies that you believe from those experiences over time. And that may be something that may be forever. Um, I hope not, but that's something I think I've, I've kind of grown into learning of like, instead of getting mad at myself when those negative thoughts come, I'll just understand, oh, recognize, oh, that negative thought is there again. Let me replace it with like a positive thought or let me talk to a friend or let me reach out to my therapist or let me, you know, pray or let me put on some inspiring music or, you know, Mm-hmm. So it gives me better ways to cope rather than to live in this constant frustration. Um, so there's that. Yep. And so that's one way I, I deal with, um, you know, mental health issues. But some practical things is, you know, in 2019 was when I got a therapist. I'd had one in college a few years ago, but that was more surrounding. That was short term. And then a big part of it was also like the the therapist was giving me help with a relationship and almost like couples counseling, which was really interesting because I'm no longer with that person. Um, but it was it was good for the time. At that time, it was really good. But in 2019, I was struggling. 2018, 2017, I was struggling with intense anxiety and also a lot of like physical health issues. Um, that I hadn't resolved and I'd gone to, you know, doctors before to get checked up, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me until finally in 2019, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to, you know, knock on every door, go to every doctor I have to, so that they can help me figure out what's wrong. And so thankfully I switched hospitals, switched doctors, and they were super helpful. Um, ran a bunch of tests and then also, you know, signed me up to get therapy. And I'm so glad. Like, it was the best decision ever. And there was a turning point for me where I had, you know, done the voice on Snapchat, and I'd gone through all of that. But during that time, I was so stressed out by the whole competition aspect of it that, you know, I was like losing hair and not just like a regular amount, like I was like, like, like chunks. And I was like, this is not Yeah, it was it was really serious. And it was one of those moments where it's like, I'm the only person who can really advocate for myself in this moment. I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm experiencing. I know that, you know, there's probably things from the past that are coming up and I'm the only person who can really say, you know, this is going to end or I'm going to work on it. And so that's what I did. And I made a decision in 2019 after the show, I'm not going to put music first. I'm going to put my mental health and my body first. Like that will always be first. It's not gonna be music. It's not gonna be ministry. It's not gonna be any other creative endeavor. It's gonna be my mental health and my body. So even just that simple switch changed everything for me because once I was able to get healthy and the doctors could tell me, oh, you have this, here's some antibiotics. Um, Or I could talk to a therapist and um eventually I ended up going to a nutritionist as well and changed my diet um and I'm sure you would love to talk about that because I know you're so into nutrition I'm like we could talk about that yeah (laughs) yeah um but once I made those switches it gave me more way to focus on the creative stuff 
Like it gave me more way to live my life in a way that felt healthy enough that even as I was going to therapy, even as I'm currently in different, you know, trauma groups of, of learning how to cope with trauma. And even as I'm, you know, sorting through whatever, I can still be creative and I can still, I still have enough headspace and, and peace to be able to function as a creative or to be on social media or to be releasing music and all that. So I don't think if I didn't make that decision in 2019, that I'd be doing everything that I'm doing right now. Um, Whoa. Yeah. That's powerful. And I mean, before you said before you were putting your projects before yourself and you weren't getting where you wanted to. And then when you put yourself first, that's when everything started cascading forward. Amazing. Diet. What did you, what shift did you make? Or how are you eating before and how did you get to here? And what, yeah, what shift so, did you make? So yeah, so, so I guess I, I'm not, in the beginning, I, I carried a lot of shame around what they found. So I had something called H. pylori mm -hmm. and it's basically like a bacteria that eats your stomach lining. So I had that untreated for at least like six or seven years, which is a really long time. What? So after, right, yeah. So after, um, every meal, I would literally feel sick. Whoa. It was horrible. Like I felt, and it, which would make me really anxious. Um, like I dreaded, I dreaded eating and I love food. Yeah. <laughs> but I never, I never knew what the trigger was going to be after every meal. And so I started going to the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the gastroenterologist and they would, they're, the only thing they told me was like, try the elimination diet, which would have taken forever for me to find out what I could and couldn't eat. So that was kind of frustrating too. Um, because after the antibiotics, I was, I was feeling better, but still not a hundred percent because it had already messed so much with, you know, my stomach at, at that point. So I ended up going to a nutritionist that my um, mom had gone to and what the, she's a holistic nutritionist. And so she goes a lot off of like energy and it was uh, really cool. Do you know, is this like ringing bells? You're like, oh, oh yeah, it. of course. We love holistic nutrition on this channel. <laughs> yes, this is all you, Alex. So yeah. honestly, eating with her is, was a game changer for me. So she would put different types of like, I mean, you'd probably know more, but it's like, I'm going to say oils are things that represented different types of food in my stomach. And then depending on how I would respond energy wise, she would tell me whether my body liked it or didn't like it um, or could digest it or had trouble digesting it. So I found out things like one of my favorite foods, corn, really bad. Um, so for me, at least, yeah. and I had to take corn out of my diet. I was eating corn every single day. My favorite food, popcorn, tortilla chips, like tortillas, all of it. Like I would eat it almost every single day. And so I had to take that out of my diet. Um, chlorine. I was drinking tap water because I think it's ridiculous. I went to, to buy water. And so I was drinking tap water. So she noticed chlorine. She was like, there's a ton of chlorine in that. You got to get a water filter. So I got invested in that. Then fish, she told me to take fish out of my diet. She told me to take out um, 
I noticed that red meat affected me a lot too. So I personally took out red meat and then caffeine. I still drink coffee. I feel like that's the one thing where I've like kind of been lenient with myself about it. <laughs> yeah, I love coffee. I'm a true Colombian, I love coffee. Um, and then I forget what the other thing was, but there was just so much, like my life changed after making those switches. Oh, and like dairy. Um, yeah, so she told me to cut out like not necessarily all dairy, but just like heavy, like cheese and stuff like that. But I, I started seeing a switch almost instantly. And then she also gave me like natural supplements. So after taking the supplements and cutting those things out, the next time I came to her, I literally was crying because I was so grateful. So I was like, I, I feel normal. I was like, this is what people feel like when they have a meal, they don't, they aren't in excruciating pain or they aren't super anxious. She told me my body was functioning at the level of a 55 year old. Holy crap. That's, but that's how bad it was. Whoa. So diet so mix, is so important. So important. So mix that with the pressures of being on a competition with, you know, emotional anxiety. It was just anxiety from all angles. And so it was killing, it was just killing me inside. God, dude, I well, I'm happy for your healing. I, and healing is like a, a long-term process. It's like a lifelong thing. Right. If we're going to be real, like you said, with the mental health stuff, it's like some stuff you don't like, you don't look back and fall in love with this crazy stuff that happened, but then, but it's how you deal with it moving forward. Sometimes like if you take an appendix out or something, you can't, you can't regrow an appendix. So you just keep moving forward without it. And you just deal with how it is without having one, which is, when you always that far. <laughs> yes, which is fine. You know, it's not a bad thing at all. It's okay. If anything, it's actually good to know and to move forward with that. Dude, I'm, yes. I love your journey. I don't want, we're approaching at the time that you said you, um, yeah, your time here yeah, with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So it's, so your journey has been a journey of healing. It's been a journey of creativity and learning about yourself. And I am so glad to hear, I mean, honestly, I didn't want to say too much, but we, there's a lot of stuff that we did I feel like I've mirrored a lot of your journey during that time. So same kind of stuff happens with me. I haven't gone to therapy yet, though it's been something that's been on my mind, truthfully. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, recommend. huh? Highly recommend. Nice. Okay. Well, good to know. Um, and it's so important to, I love how you're open about the mental health stuff. I've seen it on your channel and you on your YouTube channel as well. You talk about it because on Instagram specifically, I think it's a lot of your following is it's so easy on Instagram to just make your life seem like it's perfect and yeah. to make, and then it would be easy to look at Jen coming out with music and she does this and she, you could be like, Oh my God, she like is a perfect human being and the fact that you could do that and you could you know you know get notoriety for that you choose to do the complete opposite which would be like yo i struggle with this i struggle with that i struggle with that and you know we we keep making art around you know with that so i love that yeah that's so important to me because 
I think I started catching on to folks kind of talking to me in that way of sort of like, oh, but you're just this. So therefore you can. And I'm like, mm, that's a lie. Like I, you know, even in the midst of me figuring out what was wrong with me, I wasn't as vocal about it because like, like with my health issues, because I was just figuring it out and I was freaked out, but, and also even on being on the voice on Snapchat, like, and working with the voice, like that was all really cool and great, but I was under a lot of stress and, and you know, those are the things that I wish that more artists and people would talk about, and especially growing up, like in our generation, like art, we didn't have social media, we, social media and Instagram came a thing in like 2011. I was already in college, you know what I mean? Like Twitter had come out a few years before that. YouTube had been only a couple years before that. So when we, growing up for us, like we all we saw is what the media would show us was what mm -hmm. tv and magazines and would show us and other than that we had no idea what these artists were going through so for me i wish and especially being a, a member of like the faith community and stuff like that's it's super important for me to just be open and i never want to give people the idea that you have to because i've dealt with a lot of trauma and i've dealt with a lot of issues health physical emotional relational and i never want people to think that those things can keep them from their goal but i also don't want people to think that you can neglect those things those issues in your life and then and i make it really far <laughs> on the opposite end of like your career and your art or whatever it's really is like we were talking about from the beginning it's a balance and and it's gonna look different for every person it's mm -hmm. not gonna look i just hope the more that i share i just hope that people can take the lessons that i'm learning and apply it to themselves in a way that makes sense for them mm -hmm. and even just today i was journaling and i can't wait for the day i get to share like my full story you know from all specifics. And I, I'm more at a place now that I've, you know, had therapy, I have a, men, a, a really, a, an incredible mentor that's actively in my life. We talk every week, I talked to her today, you know, um, having those people supporting me makes me feel less scared to open up about the hardest things that I've gone through in life. And so just today I'm getting excited about, I'm sort of telling myself to, I'm gonna share my full story one day. like people are going to hear it and it's going to impact people and it's going to change people's lives. Not to bring myself glory or anything like that, but because I love, I just want my life to be one, a reflection of God's love, but also an example of people who've gone through really difficult things of what your life can be, you know, when you say yes to yourself <laughs> and to loving yourself and to like going to those deep places it's not easy but but it's worth it and last thing i'll say about that is i think a lot of creatives are so creative like the creative mind is so beautiful but sometimes it can get so easily flustered with creative thoughts and then you know trauma that hasn't been dealt with that kind of just all kind of jumbles in our mind and then to the point where you feel like you can't function at all and i'm like what would happen if we just took care of our creative selves, we took care of 
of our hearts and our minds and our bodies and without striving for per perfection you know would be able to one step at a time move forward in a way where we could do both at the same time be creative release things take care of ourselves i feel like that that's how it should be but i think a lot of people just aren't aware that that's even possible love it so are you like think oh i won't get i won't ask but i was gonna say is this like a book or are you talking about video or yes i'm i yes like i really have a desire to write a book like that's a big thing for me and i think this is the first time i'm publicly saying it so you heard it here first um, City Podcast. <laughs> but yeah it's that's definitely a desire of mine you know to yeah but Ooh, yes, love it. Dude, I am so in love with your journey. I'm in love with everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited that you agreed to do that. Well, agreed to do it. Well, I said it before we even started, we started talking. I was like kind of nervous that you'd be like, oh, sorry, I can't or whatever. I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't know why, but <laughs> I was just like, maybe Jen's a little too big for the podcast, but um, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm so excited that, um, yeah, your journey, and I can't wait to see how you start evolving, moving forward. Um, we'll definitely chill when we go back to Boston, when I go back to Boston, yeah. um, okay. whatever, whole thing blows over. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm going to leave all of Jen's stuff down below. What can, um, I'll leave Wonderbrand. Do you have a website for Wonderbrand? Not yet. It's coming. Okay. Instagram. Um, I'll leave the Instagram, your personal stuff, link for Spotify, check, please y'all check out Jen's EP. It is, it is it. It is like, she's been working on, we didn't talk about it too much, but you studied in Berkeley College of Music for a while. So she's very educated, very, you know, she's the albums, the EP super well produced. It's, she's refined her craft very well over the years. So please check it out. It is an experience and a half um okay and um but so just one last thing advice for a young art artist woman guy anything what what yeah. is your one advice for um that's young that's just starting off their journey in that um that they you feel like you wanted to hear when you were younger and you didn't hear it yeah i think the first thing that comes to mind for me is to embrace every moment, like to embrace the journey. And if you're a creative, you know, no matter how old you are, younger, older, in between, whatever you consider yourself, if you want to start something, I think just start it. Because even if you don't really know where you're going, you know, you'll figure it out along the way. And it's cliche, but it's true, you know, that first step is really the hardest one to take. So take it, trust your gut and have fun. That's a really big one that I've told myself a lot is like, let's just have fun like throughout the process, you know? Like we're so serious about things all the time. I'm like, what if? And like, I know I can be like that. So one new thing that I've tried to introduce a lot in my life the past few years is like, just have fun, remember to have fun. Yes. every part of it you know totally sweet well 
I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that's going to learn a lot from this, from you, but then also the lessons that you've learned, they're going to resonate a lot with. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Jen. Thanks for everyone watching. And um, yeah, check out all of her stuff down below because I'm sure you'll like at least one thing out of everything that she's been working on. Anyways, thank you so much, guys. And um, yeah, can't wait for the next podcast.